What's up, my friends? Welcome into the show. I'm so glad that you found Forte Catholic, where we are trying to make Catholicism fun again by sharing the joy of the gospel. And that's fancy talk for we just want to have fun and laugh and talk about faith. I'm so glad that you found today's show, whether you are a new listener or have been listening for a very long time. Welcome into today's episode. If you like today's show, and I'm sure that you will, well, I'm 79% sure that you will. You'll it'll, it, you'll see why. It'll be fun. It, it's going to be a good show, and 79% of you will love it, and the other 21%, right? Yeah? Will uh, feel mediocre about it, and one of you will hate me, and that doesn't even equal a percentage. Take that! If you do enjoy today's show, make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Drop a rating. You know the deal. Enjoy today's show. Only to 79%. <laughs> What's up? And welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is Edmund Dwayne Mitchell, who could have gotten a drink in the 38 minutes it took us to just decide what we're going to talk about today, but he did it right when we started recording. Hello, Edmund. Man, you got to stay hydrated, especially I'm- when you're out here potting. It drains your electrolytes. It does. Potting. Uh, water doesn't give you electrolytes. But this has <laughs> this has squencher in it, which is electrolytes, bud. Uh, they're Bucko. not a sponsor, so I'm going to leave that out. Okay, it is a hydrated uh, hydration uh, tool in my in my water. <laughs> Good water is a hydration tool. So <laughs> this is an extra. It's a hydration tool plus. Well, also also not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Edmund, I uh, last week I recorded with Father Anthony in person, and we had a blast. And, oh, dude, uh, he's still a priest, a, huh? Yeah, that's he's still awesome. a priest. He's and a good that, guy. That's the thing. I didn't know that this was a thing. That apparently, like for the priesthood, like you know, they take like a perpetual, not perpetual, eternal vow or whatever. Like I'm mm. gonna be a priest forever in yeah. the order of Melchizedek, which is a person that no one knows who they are unless you're Catholic, uh, because of that order. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't know this until like we started like getting closer to Father Anthony's uh, fifth anniversary that apparently like most priests, most of the priests that do end up leaving the priesthood for whatever reason do so within the first five years. So Hmm. among like the priest fraternity, like they celebrate fifth anniversaries quite a bit because that essentially means like, yeah, do people leave after? Yeah, sure. But for the most part, like once you hit five years, like for the most part you're in. And like, that's so like, that's why I went up there because I wanted to celebrate that. Like he is a priest forever and now he can't quit or I'll kill him. So that's like a big milestone. It's like, ah, you made it five years. Like that's when people usually go a little crazy. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you feel like that's true for other vocations or careers? Yeah. Yeah. That the marriage I think is the average is about five to eight. Like if you make it through five to eight, Now, I don't want to scandalize your audience, but I have heard the phrase, the seven-year itch. Yeah. I don't know if that's good for radio, but yeah. I I have heard that. Maybe it's supposed to be five-year itch. That's why I said five to eight. Seven is between five and eight. I think we're we're agreeing. When I first heard that, I thought, when I first heard that, I, when I first heard that, I thought it was actually when you just are itchy for five years or seven years, and I did not understand it. Yeah. But then when we- yeah, then when we celebrated our seven-year anniversary, then I got it. Oh. Then that, I really that, understood. That's when you understood that you're like, yeah, ah, I don't want to be with this woman anymore. Well, that's no, that's when I was like, okay, it's show? not being itchy for seven years. It's just wanting to give up. <laughs> How's your wife doing? Y'all are doing okay? <laughs> She's great. She had surgery recently, which I'm going to tell the public now. Uh, hernia surgery. It was a very minor, very minor surgery. So, 
I had a I had a hernia surgery uh right the summer before my senior year in high school. Dude, you got the hern? Who gave it to you? What'd you what'd you do? Football? I yeah, I played sports and I Gosh. hid it from from everyone for two and a half years so that I continued I could continue to play sports. And then yeah. I went to the doctor and they said this is the second biggest hernia we've ever seen. And I'm still Ooh. frustrated that I I'm not the, you know, number one. I want to be number one. Uh and they said that if I would have gotten hit there in any of my sports, they would have had four hours to fix it or I would have died on the table. Oh my gosh. So I'm glad so your how, life had hernia, hernia surgery. How That's did amazing. you protect yourself from anyone hitting your large hernia? I was bigger, faster, and stronger than everyone else. Man, I wish that was the answer to everything. <laughs> it's true for your wife, though. She, she, she is, is much bigger, more faster, strong, and stronger than you are. Yeah. No, she really, like, tech, really, <laughs> like, from her fingertips to about her elbow, she is definitely stronger than me. She is, like, strong. Like, we went to a homeless shelter and. In uh, Weirton, in uh, West Virginia, and these were like wait, wait, wait. In Weirton, West Virginia, yeah, that's where my son was born. <laughs> in a homeless shelter? No, in Weirton, West Virginia, which essentially is the homeless shelter of cities. But yeah, oh yeah. Well, I just say that only nothing against the the homeless, but like they they were just rough dudes, uh, for like steel mill kind of guys, you know, like. And me and Danielle went and we were dating and we were like introducing ourselves to people. And then afterwards the guys go outside and get a SIG and they just like not very talkative, very rough, gruff, like older gentlemen of the coal. And uh, they were like, they said, your girlfriend's got a grip on her. And I heard that multiple times at multiple homeless shelters. Like guys would be like, your girlfriend's really got a grip on her. Like, cause she would do the handshake. Like she really does a Texas handshake and she used to barrel race. So grip strength with like, like roping and horseback riding or whatever. She could like, she could hold on to something and not let go, which is why we're still married. So I'm from, <laughs> good, good, that's good. You uh, like that? I, I, I did. Uh, I'm just going to casually check my phone while you talk. Why are you doing that? Sorry. I don't know. It, it, I, I don't noticed know. it earlier. And I, was wondering <laughs> I, I felt you... like it was an emergency, but then I realized, why am I checking my phone? I mean, I I'm on the were... world's best podcast. Why would I? I don't need to be anywhere else. I had, I don't know why I still have this, but I have positive feelings towards you. So I thought <laughs> that like, I, I, my initial thought the first time you picked your phone up, because I definitely noticed, was that you were like, oh, like double checking to make sure it wasn't like volume. Yeah, I was making sure it's not. Well, but also my wife is out of surgery, so like I'm, I am kind of like in this like emergency mode, you know. Edmund, we've rescheduled this five times. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and that's you're true. still in emergency mode. <laughs> this is true. I I don't know why I still have these problems. I'm sorry, man. You, I'm I not do. a professional. This is the so, problem. This no, is why I, you I, have a successful podcast, and I don't. Is because you're professional. I'm telling you a story. So I I. I thought you were maybe putting it on vibrate. So I actually checked my phone when you did it. Like, oh, mine, mine was <laughs> like on subconsciously. Loud. Did it like subconsciously make no, you? I, I, I make all of my decisions consciously. Um, all of them though. A hundred percent. No, okay. not at all. <laughs> I'll put it down there now. Uh, so I, I, mine was actually on loud. So thank you for doing that. And then I saw you pick it up eight more times and I'm like, mm. what are you doing? You know, I have to have, I, I fidget. I, you know, I get bored. I just, um, you, you get bored. We've been talking for four minutes. I know this is a problem I have, though. I'm going to therapy about it. I have issues in my brain, and in the middle of a conversation, I get bored. It's well, not because you're boring. It's just I'm not saying I'm bored with. The, I am not bored with the conversation. I'm saying the thought of the thought of <laughs> the thought of boredom crosses my mind. Like, and so part of my subconscious has to 
be entertained while the other part is very engaged in the conversation and the, in the delightful company that I'm enjoying. But like the little, there's like a part of my brain that gets a little bored. And then, so that part has to be entertained. Well, by like a piece of tape or something. I'm, I'm trying to be entertaining. No, no, no. I am engaged and this is entertaining. I'm saying there's a small part of my computer processing that's not being used that like wants to just like fiddle with something, you know, which is a spiritual lesson we should all learn. Uh, well, can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think you need a new counselor because it's not working. <laughs> it is working. You should have seen me a week ago. <laughs> I, I I saw you a month ago. I didn't okay. notice while we were recording. You chewed your gum into your microphone the entire time. Drove so, the listeners crazy, dude. So that's why I had to do the. That's why. That's why this now, right? It takes the place of the gum. You're doing something that actually distracts me now. That's what you've decided to do. <laughs> yeah, it's, you've brought in. And for those of you not watching on video, you've brought 98 plants to put on your table. You're playing with tape. You've moved your phone 87 times. Oh, and man. all I want to do is tell an entertaining story, but I can't tell the entertaining story. But, that, but And you're not entertained because you keep distracting me. No, I am entertained. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm very entertained. Are you not entertained? <laughs> What's the story that you're telling me? Are you about to tell the story now? I'm, I'm trying to, yes. <laughs> okay. Tell it. Uh, there was actually someone who, uh, a couple people actually, over the last like month or two, but a few in the last few weeks, that had some negative things to say about this show. That essentially that they what? listened to it and it was just it. Uh, you know, it's too silly. It's not serious enough. Um, I, I'm not learning anything. And the devil, uh, you say? The, the devil. It was actually the person who reached out to me. Wow. <laughs> uh, How's he doing? I mean, he and I go way back. So, I mean, it's a long, complicated relationship. Dang, dude. Uh, but I started thinking about it, and I was like, if if those are your complaints about the show, if you have other complaints about the show, like about Edmund, they're completely valid. That's my uh, first. I thought you. Were, I thought this story was going into, like, and they were all about your guest, Edmund. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, people have complained about stuff that I do all the time, too. Like, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. there are valid complaints about this show. And, yeah. you, and you, you, they have all been lodged. I promise yeah. you, I've heard all of the all we've of the heard complaints. Them. Yeah, and yeah. we've changed nothing. But yeah. uh, if those are your complaints, that it's too silly, or that it's not serious enough, or that you're not learning anything, I would want two things. For the first couple of things, mm-hmm. one, you don't get what this show is, and I'm about to explain to you what it is. Okay. Two, if you are not learning something from this show, I would challenge you that you're not doing anything with the things that you hear. And I promise I'm going to explain those things, right? Okay. So let's, let's tackle right. the first one first, Edmund. Go ahead, Carl. Um, you've heard uh, you've heard of St. Paul, yes? Yeah. Okay. Big fan. Uh, Big he fan. Wrote, he wrote this book called uh, First Corinthians. I mean, I don't okay. think it was called First Corinthians. I think it was he wrote a, a series. Book, book called To the Corinthians. Cool. It was then, like a series, like a mini series kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Series. There were three of them. We lost the last. Uh, you know, the third one got cut because of budget cuts. You know, the, oh, the wow. actors, the actors guild struck, and it was just weird. Dang. But First Corinthians chapter three, verse two. You ready for this? This is from um, the NIV version, that, which isn't Catholic, but it's the first one that popped up on Google. So that's the one I'm going to go with. Okay. He said, "I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. You weren't ready for solid food. Indeed, mm. you are still not ready." Which, hilarious. Like, I, I always forget that last part. It's like, hey, you're still not ready for this. You're still an infant. <laughs> hey, I want to make it really clear. I'm not even, I'm not just going to call you an infant. I'm going to say, you can't handle adult food. That's how much of an infant you are. This is how much of an infant you are. You can't eat whole food. 
the the funny part about that is like infants eventually eat solid foods. <laughs> and he's well, that's like, the point. That's can't. his point. Yeah. That's his point. He's right. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you're yeah, you're acting like a child. Right. So I, I started thinking about this and I was like, there are two things that this show does. Most of the time, this show, what are you doing? I'm just getting comfortable. Put your mic back on the t- okay, on the, on the stage. Don't stop worry. touching just the microphone. Keep, just everybody keep going. listening is just hearing. No, I can't. I think about the listeners. I know that they listen and they have this in their ear pods. So you're going to hear you tr- moving your mic around. Stop you're touching your mic. My, you're going to mute my track anyways. No, I'm not. I'm, I don't like to edit this show. I edit everyone else's. Don't you raise your voice. There's other people in the studio. No, there's not. Stop touching crap on your desk. It's terrible for the listeners. <laughs> Golly. I'm not going to give you milk or solid food. You lose. You get nothing. <sighs> Sir, good day. Good day. I said good day, sir. Um, oh, so wow. he's essentially saying. You do two things with your podcast. That's what you were saying I do, before I do I two inter- things with my podcast. Yeah. Uh, I, apparently none today, but I try. I usually try to do two things with my I interrupted podcast. you. You were saying. You were saying you two things you do with your podcast. Right. So the number one thing is we like it to be entertaining, and usually it is, and then the other ed- one's Edmund's on. But the, we <laughs> usually like for the show to be entertaining, and the entire point of it is like, look, you are. It, we want people to have a positive experience within Catholicism. It's very difficult for people to go to mass or even to listen to some other shows or, or uh, you know, get into the yeah. – like a, a, a a series on the liturgy or something with, if they don't have a connection to Catholicism, like I've worked in youth ministry for so long that like we would have junior high summer camps where like we would have 10% of it would have to do with holiness. The other 90% was, this is a Catholic thing. We're going to pray before our meals. We're going to have our talk and stuff at night, but the entire rest of the day is fun. We want you to have Mm -hmm. a positive experience with Catholicism because how many people have a negative connotation when they hear the word Catholicism? A lot, a lot. A lot. So I want people to have a positive experience within Catholicism. The other thing that I've learned about youth ministry is if it's entertaining and it invites people in and then you can give them something, right? Yeah. So for the most part on this show, we're not talking about like very heavy theological topics, you know, like that are, yeah. that are tackled on a bunch of other great shows. I learned a ton from Catholic Answers when I was when I was growing up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but a, a lot of times like we all need like a lot of people in the church need the milk and the church and a lot of people in the church only offer the solid food. Right. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. You're, you're not ready for it. But, but I think there's the, the that's a small portion of the audience. Mm-hmm. The second part of the audience, um, or I, I would say that most people listening and, and including me, you, the other co-hosts, it is so important to be reminded of the milk stuff of our faith yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah. because so many people are like i'm ready to move on to the to the, to the solid food and like yeah. we could do this differently i could we could give you the solid food you you went to school for stuff i went to school for stuff father Anthony's for a stuff. priest. yeah did, did you like what did you yeah. study in school uh, theology and catechetics and you that that was your uh, undergrad yeah did you do any grad school uh i did but it wasn't fast enough for me yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, so I got we are, bored. We are both, I got bored. We are both grad school dropouts. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, we bored. know you get bored. We're four minutes into this thing. And Dude, all over you know what, though? You know what? I would flip it a little bit, though, because in some ways, Catholic Answers is the milk. 
and we've moved on to solid food. You know what I mean? Like, like in some ways, I mean, Catholic answers stuff. I mean, I mean, how many times do you need to hear the real presence explained before you're like, all right, let's hear Taylor just kind of talk about the world and his experience. You know, in some ways this is the meat in some ways, Taylor, you are the meat. Right. And you might not have expect, you might not have been expecting that. And that's kind of kind of the point I'm getting to. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think even the point that you just brought up is also proving the point that I'm trying to make. Yeah, like I wouldn't downplay like that this is milk. Like this is, yeah, sure, to some people actually you're right. Like so some people this might be their first toe in to like normal Catholic world. But also there's a lot of people that like moved past that and just want to every now and then we're going to talk about it. Like when you, when you ask me if I've ever eaten a person, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think it's like, yeah, it's not as like cut and dry. And yeah, there's shows for every, uh, every person. Like there's different shows that, I mean, some people are really interested in the Vatican bank and like what, how they're managing their money. And I'm just like, I don't care. Right. I just don't, <laughs> I don't want to listen to that. Like I have a hard enough time managing my finances. I don't want to be like, are they doing it right up there? You know? <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah, I know. And I, I think all of this has just been in my head as I've been thinking about it. Because the the whole point of this show is we want it to be welcoming in a place where you can have a good experience within Catholicism. The other part is we because we're not doing these high, heavy theological topics, it's it's because I have learned so much in my personal life and just from having friends and like being friends with the other co-hosts and being friends with other Catholics that the things that we most need to be reminded of is often the common things. Mm. Hey, Edmund, God loves you. Mm. Right? Like that thing, it's like it's something like it's literally the first thing that we learned. Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. And yet so often we feel unloved by God. We haven't accepted that love, whether it's on and off again or whenever we commit big sins or whenever we haven't been praying for months. And so often we need to be reminded of, hey, God loves you. Or, hey, if you've sinned recently, you need to go to confession. Or, hey, like the mass is important, even if if we're bored out of our mind. Like uh, so often people try to move on and go study. Oh, I want to learn about the Vatican Bank, or I want to focus on what you know the Pope is doing every day, or uh, read every catechesis thing that's ever been written by the by the Vatican or by the Pope or whatever. And it's like that stuff is good. The meat is good. Like that's eventually like we want to get closer yeah. to God and closer to Jesus. But a lot of times we need to return. There was a song like from the from the late 90s and it has stuck with me forever it's it's called we need to get back to the basics of life like the basics of christianity right Mm. and and like that's what this show is and so it can be for everybody it can be for somebody who's who's like and i I, i've had people reach out and be like look i i've started getting back into my faith because of this show and i have Mm. other people on the way other end that have been in the church their entire life and they're good and they're holy and they still enjoy it for different reasons because it's hitting us at different times so that's that's what i wanted to say yeah so take that, haters. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, when people hate on some of my stuff, sometimes the comments are so... I had one person, I had a picture of a catechism, and one person just commented, gross. <laughs> what was the picture of? A catechism. Oh, my gosh. And people are like... people are Because mean. it wasn't like the Trent one or whatever? I have no idea. I had, some, I had one person comment... 
that the Westminster the Westminster's uh, uh, catechism is better than that than this one. Okay, cool. We, no one's ever heard of that one, but thanks. It's it's like yeah, it's like the Church of England's. I was like, dude, you were one annulment away from having the same book, man. Just <laughs> like, come on, be a little nicer to me here. Right. But I was like, well, yeah. Uh, but you just gotta, you know, that's gonna happen. You just gotta ignore those comments, like, and then also, well, yeah, like, 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 I don't your need point, to ignore them because I understand what we're doing here. <laughs> I, I, I like those comments. Yeah, like <laughs> right, I, I actually enjoy them. The ones that are tough to get rid of are the ones that kind of hurt a little because they prey on something that you're already insecure about, or you're already, you know, like you know it's a weakness, and then someone points it out in very fine detail and then says like i'm upset about that like edmund's audio quality from touching his microphone and chewing oh no i don't care about that i do no, i, don't I care, care deeply <laughs> i know you care too much uh yeah it's like stuff when it's like I, i'm trying to think of an example but but like that's what i've noticed is the hardest to unsee is when someone makes a comment about something that you're like trying to not do or avoid yeah, but the internet's the internet's a rough place. You got to be careful out there. On, I mean, these, on these internet streets, the internet know, highways, man. as they say. Uh, the last thing that I was thinking about, and it, it wasn't like it didn't fit into the to the narrative perfectly. But as I was thinking about like, oh, like you know, giving giving people the milk or giving people the meat, I started thinking about uh, when we were growing up. I, I'm the I'm the oldest, and I'm I'm the only son, and then I have two younger sisters, and. One of the things that my dad would always do, and like I was in on the joke, sometimes my mom was in on the joke, is that they would give them, like they, he would make hamburgers for us, and they look like hamburgers, they taste like hamburgers, but he would make it out of deer meat. He went hunting and he killed he killed a deer, and my sister yeah. hated deer. They didn't mm. like they didn't like the taste of it. They didn't like the uh, the thought that they were eating like Bambi's brother, you know, like they didn't mm. like any of that. But if my dad said like, "Hey, this is a hamburger." They ate it and they loved it. And then after he'd be like, that's a deer. They'd be like, oh, that was gross, you know? And like, I started thinking about that. I was like, maybe that, maybe those moments like of like trick being part of the joke and tricking people into getting some, the meat that they didn't think they were getting. Maybe that's what this show is because that's what youth ministry is. And that's where I came from. Right. Where it's like, so are you saying this show is a little bit of surprise meat for people? Exactly. Exactly. Where okay. it's like, oh, you know, you thought you were getting one thing and, and you know, you were just laughing along and then all of a sudden, Bam! Go to confession. <laughs> and then we go uh, to break. So we're going to break. We'll be right back. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, Forte Catholic has been a nonprofit for a little over a year now. What that means is we rely on your donations to continue this ministry and for me to feed my children, if we're being frank and honest about that. If you have enjoyed the show and want to support good Catholic media, you can head on over to ForteCatholic.com slash donate. You could always do a one-time donation that helps uh, us like buy some of this equipment that we've gotten or a monthly donation that helps us just take, take care of our monthly costs. We would totally appreciate it. And because we're a five, uh, 501c3, that's the fancy letters and numbers uh everything's tax tax deductible it's just like giving to the church uh so i would appreciate that again that's fortecatholic.com slash donate thanks so much welcome back to forte catholic i am taylor stroll that is still edmund Dwayne mitchell that is your middle name right i got that right yeah 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 i thought so uh so you and i have both been watching this television show that a lot of the rest of the world has been watching called yeah. loki on disney yes. plus this is in so good phase phase four of marvel and it's so good, but you hate it. I I do. Thanks for taking my reveal. I appreciate. That. Oh, sorry. Dang <laughs> you're, it. you're the best. 
It's you and Liv. I, I've just decided. Why do, you were complaining earlier that I didn't do sh enough show prep with you. And then I do show prep with you. And then you take all of my prep. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> it drives me nuts. Y'all are the same human and it drives me crazy. Um, yeah, I hate it. I hate it. For, for, one, for one premise. Uh, and so for those of you that are listening that have not watched the show yet, uh, we are recording this midway through the season. So the first three episodes, we might do how, how many total episodes are there going to be? Six? six. Yeah. That so midway, and if there are three, well, no, I just was that way too. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, so there are six episodes. Um, as we're recording this, there are four out. Four out, but we're we're just talking about the first three because those are the three, three that we've watched. So there spoiler might be spoiler alert. Minor spoilers you... here for the first three episodes. Um, but. I am very angry for for one particular reason. There's one thing that happened in episode one. It was continued in two, and then kind of on three. They've done nothing to fix my main issue with it. But okay, before we get okay. into that, you you are enjoying it and, and liking it. Why are you like? I'm such a sucker for all the Marvel stuff. It's it's been a big part of our family. It probably shouldn't be because my youngest is three, and we let them watch all the shows uh all the yeah, marvel a three -year -old movies has no idea what's going on there's a middle age when kids shouldn't watch stuff okay like well the middle ages are definitely watching the bad <laughs> stuff too i mean everyone's seen someone get choked to death and split in half and killed and i mean so it's we, bad. we watched wiley coyote as a kid it's fine <laughs> yeah yeah but it's bad parenting but it's just super meaningful because it's been so many years of like our family watching them and loving them and it's become and then with this wednesday thing it's the first time we've had as our our family had a day of the week to look forward to a show which i had as a kid but but my i've never shared that with my family before in the right. age of get it whenever you need it or want it uh so that's been cool and i just think i really love these like tv show angles of the marvel stuff um I think they've done a good job of like, I really like shows like WandaVision where you're kind of fig trying to figure out what's happening and right. what's going on. And I thought in the, especially in the third episode, man, the closing, the last sequence, like cinematography wise was just incredible. One continuous shot or it looked like it. I mean, they're like little mini movies. They're so well done and they're funny. Like I laugh. There's parts that I think are funny. Um, so I really enjoyed it for those reasons. Yeah. And similar things, uh, like my son and I, he's not watching the shows yet because we're not there yet. We, I've, I've told people multiple times on the show that we, he and I are doing, I'm doing my first Marvel rewatch, and my son is watching it for the first time with me. Wow. So we are we are almost done. Like we're, uh, We just watched the first Spider-Man movie, and now what? we're about to watch Black Panther. So we have like five... What order are you watching them in? The when they came out. So he's doing okay. the same order that I, yeah. you know, originally watched them in because I watched them in the theaters mostly the nights that came out for all yeah. eighteen of them or whatever it was. Um, so we're we're watching them. We're getting close. So like then I'll I'll rewatch the TV shows with him. You know, I, I want him to experience it all in order. Um, so. Like, I've talked about Wanda on the show. We loved Wanda. Like, the first two episodes, I didn't like Wanda. The rest of Wanda, I really, really loved. And then everyone, kind of, yeah. Everyone, I'm, I tell everyone, you got to get through the first two. Once you was, get through the first two. It was just two. strange. It was just strange. But then, like, yeah, yeah the mystery of it, it, it was fun. And then, like, Falcon Winter Soldier, I talked about that with Mike Tenney on the show about a month or two ago. Really good. Like, like that, that one, like what you said about how they feel like little mini movies, like that one more than anything. Like, it felt like... A Marvel movie. It was it was really good. It did, but it wasn't as fun to me. That one was just more. It was pretty dark. It was very. 
I don't know. It was very like born identity kind of. It felt like a Captain America movie, which is usually a little bit more dark and serious. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Fair enough. Um, and then then we get to Loki, and I like Tom Hiddleston and the Loki role. Like he is he is the most perfectly cast person in all of Marvel. He's he's tremendous. And then so we were watching the first episode, and like the parts of the show that I love, I love. Tom Hiddleston as as Loki, he's tremendous. So good. Uh, the new Although character. The first, couple, the first two episodes, there, I don't know if you noticed this. There were parts where I felt kind of taken out of the movie, and I, and I thought to myself, like maybe it's because it's not a movie; they don't have so many takes. But like, there were a few awkward moments where I was like, man, is he just having a hard time staying in character this long? Like, is this just the longest he's? There was a few lines there. I was like, huh? But then the rest of the to second and third episode were a lot better but sorry i took you off no no it, it makes sense because here's one of the things that you don't like that that i don't like is because this entire show is about time travel right and time kind of, travel yeah, kind of, yeah is yeah is so 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 difficult to write because there are yeah. so many questions like that like it's like it, you know if, if you do something in the future does it affect the past if you do something in the past does it affect the future yeah it, like mm-hmm. it, it's always hard and i, I yeah. like when things try like i just watched tenet on the plane last week oh my gosh what a what a weird experience of a movie it was weird and like the first half i didn't like the second half like they just kind of winked and nodded to some of the typical problems with time travel and then it was like look this is just gonna be fun like speaking of cinematography i mean like the, la- the second half of tenet was just amazingly beautiful and that like gorgeous cinematography and then the story is like whatever you know like it's, it's you got to watch it in reverse yeah 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 exactly yeah um but time travel is always difficult and i think one of the things so now we're going to get into into nerddom a little bit right so like all this is the, what you this is what you don't like what is this what you're about to say is the nerddom isn't really oh we're getting you, there we're getting there okay, so okay. we're getting into nerddom a little bit so Loki, the Loki that we all know. So if you've watched all the Marvel movies, the Loki that we've all seen and how we experienced and spoilers when he dies at the at, at, yeah. in, in the final movie, at the beginning of the final movie, like he has gone through a lot of transformation. He's the god of mischief, right? Yeah. So he's yeah. causing trouble and he's been the bad guy, and but he's yeah. we see that he still has good in his heart and he goes through a lot of transformation where he's still the god of mischief, but he's essentially a good guy by the end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then we get to the beginning of this show which is, I, it's like six, seven years later. I, I, I get it ro- wrong, but it's about six to seven years earlier. So he, he has, this is the end of uh, of the first Avengers movie. Yeah. Which yeah, was yeah. like 2011, 12, 2011, 12, something like that. Wait, uh, in that world or in this world? In both, both. It was, it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, there there used to be a time where the movies actually matched up with the times, and then it got confusing. Okay, um, okay, okay. But he came to New York, and he was the bad guy, and he's being taken away. So like, yeah. from the show, minutes before he was fighting against the Avengers and trying to take over the world and killing people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then so part of the frustration of the show, and I think maybe maybe what you were seeing in the parts that you felt taken out of it, maybe it was like Tom Hiddleston's acting, or maybe it was like they're tr- they're trying to find this balance between. The Loki that we all know and love, kind of as this anti-hero, when he's definitely not an anti-hero at this point. He's a villain. <laughs> and then they yeah. show him a video, and they're like, "Oh, your mom died, and it was your fault." And he's like, "Okay, I'm going to be a hero now." It's like it, it is kind of strange how quickly his transformation. Like, well, dude, but that's the question. The question now is: Is it real transformation, or is does he have a 
does he have an ulterior motive? Because the only thing you know for sure is that Loki always lies. Yeah. So I would I would propose that maybe what you're frustrated with might end up being a plot point, which is like he's just using like when he make in the first episode where he finally has that breakdown moment where he tells Owen Wilson, like, I you know, it's a charade by the week to in, intimidate the strong or whatever. Right. He might be lying. That might not he might be just giving him what he wants. That, you know what I mean? Like it might yeah. not be true that he made the transformation. I hadn't I hadn't thought of that. Because like, and then you don't know because then you know that when he interacts with new Loki girl, he's saying, I'm using them to get to the time. But you don't know if he's just saying that to lie to her. So like the only thing you know is that he, the only thing you know to trust is that Loki always lies. Or well, until he has this kind of change. So you're just not sure. It, it, what his motive is, you know? Right. And that's what keeps me engaged is I'm like, right. I don't know what his angle is really, what his true motive is. Like when he's on the train talking about love and then gets drunk, like that might've been part of the part of his plan, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading too much into it. No, it's, it's fascinating. And like, like what WandaVision has done for us is we get, we now get to as fans have these crazy ideas like you know like that and somebody has to be true right like not yeah it, but we get to ha it's fun to come up with these theories and kind of have your own theories and get to talk to them uh, get to talk about them with somebody else like us talking here i talk to my best friend about it all the time it's like but and that's what gets you engaged in the character right 100 percent. and like the the thing that i i love about the show is tom's acting and loki like just more loki so good. is great oh he's Wilson, not sure the new guy what? Owen yeah. Wilson is tremendous. Like the yeah. fact that he can go toe to toe to with Loki, which nobody else has been able to do, like yeah. intellectually, is tremendous. He's so it's great. So funny, dude. The comment, like him breaking him down so quickly, are the interrogation scene is so good, and it's so good too because basically what he has to do in the script is break down. I'm sure what the writers are breaking down as they're writing for Loki in other movies. They're they're having to show you their work, right? Like when they're developing a character for writing in that interrogation scene where he's breaking down Loki, like they're showing you all of their work. They're like, this is what, this is what, this is the motive of this guy. Right. This is the back. Like that was really cool. I thought Owen Wilson was really good. Uh, his nose looked more broken. Than <laughs> I love I don't Owen know. Wilson, man. I the don't fact know that they... he goes from wedding crashers when I was a kid to like being Loki's foil is tremendous to me. <laughs> it's so good, man. It's so good. Uh, when Loki is not sure if he's a robot, I thought that scene was so funny. <laughs> it's so we funny, about so that well done. When, the, when I came on your show, I thought about you actually because we talked yeah. about are oh. any of us actually real? Okay, but we're getting to the end of this, and I, I want to okay. tell you why why I hate this. And okay. the reason that we all love stories, whether that's Marvel or Harry Potter or Game of Thrones or C.S. Lewis or like whatever the most popular or your, your favorite story is, or the story of scripture, right? Like whatever story, why we all like stories is because of the characters and the decisions that they have to make. Like, because we see ourselves in these characters. So we're like, oh, here's a decision, and either that's that's the decision I would have made, and that person's the hero, so I feel like a hero, or that's the decision they made, and I wouldn't have made that decision, and why not, and should I have made this? You know, like, we love exploring those characters because they're they're an avenue for us to explore the, the decisions that we would like to make, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In the first episode of Loki... Uh, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to try to make it as least complicated as possible. It's a complicated thing. I'm going to try to make very, it. Very, very complicated. Yeah. Less, yeah. less complicated. But 
what bothers me about the entire premise of Loki so far, my hope is that they are able to fix this. I don't see them doing it, but I hope that they can. Um, essentially, there is one true timeline of time. There are all these branches of time, and we it was kind of talked about a little bit in previous Marvel movies. Uh, so there, it's still all, all, all okay in this in this universe. Yeah. But then what they start saying is that there is one true timeline, mm-hmm. and if anybody in that timeline makes a decision or does something that they're not supposed to on that timeline, because that would create a different timeline, right? You Dude, just, you, all the things you don't like, I think we can turn and make you like it. I, I think I know where you're going I with don't this. think you can. So, because uh, I've been mad about it for... <laughs> no, dude, now. because here's the thing. So Let me finish! So, okay, go, go. Uh, there's, there's one timeline, and if anybody does anything on that timeline, they get taken up by this organization that Loki has now been taken taken away from, or taken yeah. away by, and that's 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 where this whole story comes from, yeah. and essentially saying that if you make a decision that is not on this timeline that is foreseen, then you get taken away, and it bothers me so much for two reasons. One, just as a human being and my love for stories, I love the Marvel universe so much, and essentially yeah. what this timeline is saying is that none of the choices that my heroes and the villains, none, none of the choices made in any Marvel movie beforehand, none of it was real because it was all predetermined. Because if they would have chosen to do something else, it would have been on a different timeline. It completely takes choice out of it. And then, Well, no, but, but if they did make a different choice, like they can make a choice and there's some timekeepers, which we're not sure we can even trust though. Like yeah. it does shed doubt on whether like Loki sheds doubt on whether or not like he says at one point, uh, the sacred time and like like who or someone says if they make the wrong decision and he's like based on whose judgment and it's right. like, Oh, the timekeepers and I do think it's setting up a confrontation with the timekeepers oh, where it'll be like, Who are you to say that this is the right decision, right? Like, um but the other thing is like this is a deeply Christian conf- like whole thing, right? What? Am I being too loud? No, huh? they're probably mad at you for interrupting me because it's the point. I oh, we're talking about Loki. <laughs> He's interested <laughs> in the conversation. This is a deeply Christian thing because, uh, like, God knows all the decisions we're going to make. Does that make our decision not free if he already knows the outcome? Well, here's the thing. The, the thing that's different with Christianity is that God, if I make a decision that I'm not supposed to, like which would be a sin, right? Like, yeah, he doesn't I, step in and correct he, it. He doesn't step in and take me out of my life and I'm gone forever. But which, I think they're setting up that that, you're right, that seems nefarious. It is, it is. And, we, I, and I agree with you that 100% these timekeepers are the bad guys. The people that are in charge of the sacred timeline are 100% the bad guys. We know that just from being watching the show and yeah. the comics have told us that. Like we know that yeah. they are the bad guys. But the problem that I am having is I don't see how I, – I, like that confrontation is obvious. I don't see how they, they can then say that stuff that has already taken place in the past of, of when this show is happening, mm-hmm. how if these people were manipulating the timeline and plucking people out when they made a decision that wasn't on that timeline, that negates the free will of everybody from before that time well it doesn't th- well it doesn't negate the free will it's just they have to choose the right choice otherwise they get plucked out which is taking away their free will because if because the person that is left there made the right choice which means that they didn't have the right to choose which is which which bothers me well, they so much did, they did choose it's just if they chose the wrong one a consequence happens 
Right. They were plucked out and taken away from that life forever. And the other. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So there is always a like. Let's just take Thor. Right. There is always a version of Thor. Let's say Thor did something that he wasn't supposed to. The Thor that made the mistake was taken away. And the Thor on the on the sacred timeline kept going. Right. Yeah. It's it's, it's complicated. But it's this thing of like, if you make a mistake, that version of you is gone and dead forever. So it does take away free will because the only person that is left is the person that they said could be there. But from the experience of that agent, it seems as if it is free will because they make every decision. Right. Right. So I mean, it, I mean, it's I mean, you could do a whole life night on free will. Exactly. With this. And so like, yeah. yeah, like my joke at the end of the first episode was that John Calvin wrote the episode. Like it's all <laughs> predestination. Like it's all well, everything's predetermined. And then like here's we can't the thing though. But here's the thing though. If at the by the end of this series the timekeepers are destroyed then it would retroactively mean that they that all of those decisions were free. See, that's what needs to happen, and I'm not sure if it will. I don't know how they're going to do that. Because yeah. if they destroy the timekeepers, I don't know what it does with the past, right? So, Dude, I don't understand how Loki... <laughs> I don't understand how Loki's going to get involved with the timekeepers and, yeah. and win. So, like, I don't get it either. Yeah, I think they're setting up a big bad for some of their other movies and stuff coming out. Like, I don't think it's all going to be solved, but if they don't solve that problem... It like this Marvel rewatch that I'm doing with my son and all the memories that I have over the last 20 years or you know 15 years or whatever are just gone. Like they don't mean as much anymore, and that's that's frustrating. So it's, it's <laughs> wait, it, what really? They don't mean as much anymore? Yeah, because if if none of the people in the, like in, all these characters that I fell in love with, if they never had a choice, it doesn't mean anything. It's like when Captain well, they America did have a choice. They just if they chose the wrong one, that choice would just be erased from the timeline. Exactly. Which means they don't have a choice, <laughs> but they kind of do. I don't think they do, because I I think that's that's the whole thing. And like choice choice is important in stories, and choice is important for for Catholics. So like as Catholics, we don't believe in predestination that like that it, that we are that some of us are destined for heaven and some of us are destined for hell, and it doesn't matter what we do. Yeah. Like like we all have a choice, and it's not just a choice at one moment, right? Like there's there are these yeah, choices yeah, that yeah. are made at one moment, and then the and then the the bad guys come in and they, they they take you away. Like we have a choice every single day to choose whether or not to to be Christian. I make the decision positively and negatively every single day, multiple times. But I'm not plucked from my existence because God, God is a good God and actually loves us, right? And like that's yeah. that's the whole thing. Like we talk about this all, all the time, where it's like, like if God didn't give us freedom and this free will, then we couldn't love Him and He couldn't really love us because otherwise we'd yeah. just be His little automatons. You can't love robots, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and then we couldn't love back because we would just be robots, right? So like, for, like everything that matters the most to me. So stories mean the most, but like ultimately love. The decision to love, if we don't have that, then then we yeah. have nothing. And it's just really really important. And so I, I uh like and I listened to a lot of podcasts about it. And like one of the things that they were tackling, like one of the showrunners, they were like, Are you trying to tackle religion in this because it's like a controversial topic? She said, Absolutely. Like that's that's what we're trying yeah. to to tackle. And I think they're grappling with it. And obviously there's, you know, Catholicism isn't the only religion. There's thoughts on this from all different kinds of religions, but it's fascinating to me, and I'm still watching it because Marvel has you know, like it's so. I, I, I've I've watched everything and everything. It's so good. The whole conversation where uh, Loki and Owen Wilson are talking about their origins and why does it make a difference to know where you come from, and and Loki like he's like, doesn't that bother you that you don't know where you come from? And, yeah. and then Owen's like, does that bother you? Like, where do you come from? And like, man, it's so it's so fraught with 
or it's so filled with these spiritual conversations that are real. It's just so good, man. Yeah. So if it's you've really watched good. Loki, let us let us know what you think. Um, let us, you know, that's that's the fun about this is we can say our crazy theories. Um, let us know what you think if you haven't watched it yet. Maybe give it a try. I I am holding out in hope that it, that they'll that they'll tackle some of this stuff and I'll yeah. enjoy it by the end. Like that's because a multiverse is coming. Yeah. Like they're gonna have. The multiverse. I mean, that's what ends up happening in the comic books, right? Like the. I, I'm not as re- well read. Yeah, in the and, comic and we books, know, but- like Doctor, the next, the next movie is Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. So we know that that's what this show is setting up. I'm just okay. interested in how which will be how so freaking fun. Yeah, like Doctor Strange in the multiverse would be so freaking fun. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, so before we go, I have one final crazy prediction, and it has nothing to do with why I'm frustrated. Okay. I am convinced that the only reason that Owen Wilson is able to go toe-to-toe with Loki is that he is a Loki variant. Dude. There are other theories that say that every person in the Time Variant Association or whatever it's called, the TVA, is a Loki is a Loki variant because, well, Lo- so because the Loki third one, always makes these crazy choices and he's gotten plucked from everywhere. <laughs> yeah, because like they do say that all the people that work at the TVA were variants at some point. Right. And th- and they don't know that, which is fascinating. So I, I thought I thought the guy at the very beginning who was in the kid in the church with the bubble gum, I thought he was a Loki. That was a girl, and I thought it was Joan of Arc <laughs> because it was France. Same same. Yeah yeah yeah. Anyway. Same same. Um. So let us know your crazy theories. That's mine. I am pretty frustrated with it. I, I've been known to be angry about it, but I am holding out hope. Let us know what you think. We'll be right back for, to finish up the show with some pod deck questions. Don't go anywhere. I just want you all to know that Taylor Swift has inspired me. If all Tay Tay can re-release her, re-release her music, remixed and re-edited, then this Tay Tay can re-release stuff from his podcast from many, many moons ago. There's, <laughs> we had no audience when we first started this show, and we did a lot of cool stuff that no one has ever heard. So, like old Tay Tay, I want to re-release some of it, uh, starting with our five co-hosts. Before they were co-hosts, they were all guests on the show, so we're going to be re-releasing that in addition to our weekly podcast once a week over the next five weeks for all of the five co-hosts. So, uh, you can find that on YouTube or your podcast feed. Subscribe today, and don't miss out on the Forte Flashbacks. Thanks, Taylor Swift. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. The irony of doing a pod deck segment whenever Edmund is here is the entire reason that people like the pod deck se- uh, segment. So these are just questions that I get on cards, and they're made for podcasts. And it's supposed to be for introductory podcast people. You know, like podcasts are still on the milk. But, you know, you have people like me who have been doing this for years. You know, we can do some meaty, meaty topics. But oh boy, uh, the, the whole... The irony of doing this with Edmund Uh-oh. is that the reason that people like doing pod decks is it's a it's a segment that I'm not in control of, right? Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not running the topic. I didn't do show prep for this. The irony is every segment with Edmund, I'm not in control of. So, And I'm proud of that. We're just going to... Yeah, and I'm very proud of that. A little too proud, I think. But yeah. uh, we're going we're to do this. You can support the show at patreon.com slash... No. No, we don't have a Patreon. We are, kidding. We're, we're real Okay, now. lay it on me. Lay, lay your... Uh, so how this is going to yeah. work, I, I just have questions on, on on cards. They've been shuffled. I don't know what they say. The, on, the only way we'll skip one is if I, we've already done it before the show. Real I, outside your comfort zone here. Here we go. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? My body. What? What? Uh, careful. Which parts? Um. Well, uh, I think I have a very low, bo- I have very poor body image. 
I think probably all of it. I'm I think I'm I'm a little too vain. I'd change all of it. I'd want to look like like every guy my age. I would want to look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. I have I have a question for you because I was going to I was going to help you by possibly changing your answer. But okay. now I'm going to pose it to you. I'm not going to make you change anything. But there's got to be, you know how like there's like a graph and there's got to be a continuum of like where one axis is like your body from like okay. zero to ten, right? Mm-hmm. But then yeah. there's also like positive body image going up. Oh, so do you yeah, think yeah. you need a better body, or do you think you need better, better body, body image? image or okay. is there a meeting in the middle somewhere? Okay, so there's genie rules. Genie rules apply here. So I could have asked for anything. So I could have asked for, I could have asked for discipline to work out. You yes. know, like like yeah, when yeah. you pray for patience, God doesn't give you patience; He gives you opportunities to be patient, right? I learned that in uh, Evan Almighty. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. I just, I tried to answer just like split second. Here's my first thought. I think my next, if if I thought about it longer, if I could change one thing about myself, I would make myself a saint. No, you don't get to change your answer. I was just asking you to qualify your answer. Oh, to qualify with... Like, like, because you said two things. You said that oh, you, you yeah, would yeah. want to change your body. Oh, yeah, then, better, po- better body image. Yeah, but if I have better body image, then I don't look as good. That's not true. Because well, if I you might, had a better body not. image, you'd want to take care of yourself as well, I think. Oh, that's true. Okay, well, then maybe better body image. I think you're gorgeous. I, I think the uh, the thing, the one thing that I would change about myself, I've told this story on the show before, but it's been a long time. Okay. So there, there, are, there are two, th- it's not what you think I'm going to say. It's yeah. not being bald. I actually like being bald. Okay. But the cruelest I knew I was going to be bald. Everybody every guy in my family's bald. I knew it was coming. The yeah. cruelest joke that God ever played on me Uh-oh. was that when I had a full head of hair, I was not aware that this mole on the top uh, of my forehead existed. So not yeah. only did I lose my absolutely luscious and gorgeous hair, but mm. now the focal point on my bald head is a large mole right in the center. Dude, it, you kind of look like Krillin from Dragon Ball Z. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know who had a great body image, though? Krillin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, moving yeah. on. Okay. You have $100,000. That's what this card says. It's okay. not a It's not a if. You okay. have $100,000. If you could donate or create a charity, what do you do with that $100,000? Oh, a mission-driven, uh, a mission-driven coffee shop. Mission driven co work coffee shop space. That makes sense because you, yeah, I, like that is a yeah. real dream that you've had. You've talked about yeah. it for forever. You, I think you were like trying to do that there at the studio that you're at now, right? Or is that a different? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of small. It's too small, but um, it's kind of a low key version of that. But yeah, no, I would. I mean, a hundred thousand dollars. I don't know if that'd be enough to start it because uh, you'd have to buy a property around How here. How much does and... coffee cost? <laughs> no, no, no. It's the building. It's the building. Uh, but that could be good. That could be really good seed money to start it and to yeah, get. Yeah, you could rent the place and then hopefully yeah. the business makes money and that's yeah, how the yeah, world yeah, works. Yeah. yeah, but it would be a nonprofit, so it wouldn't it wouldn't have to. Re- I mean, yeah, yeah. I think I would start a mission driven coffee shop in the city. Uh, slash donate Okay, <laughs> um, what are you most excited about right now? <sighs> right now, probably ending this podcast. Oh, jeez, Louise, we are in agreement. <laughs> uh i'm most excited about one day i'm going to air the 45 minutes before this episode where we just fought each other for 45 dude, minutes dude it, it's like the before hello yep 
Oh, okay. Sorry. The Apple, t- something what, just what, fell off I, my TV. I'm aware, which is why I want this to be over. It drives me crazy that <laughs> you have thousands of dollars of equipment and are the least technically savvy person of all of my guys. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> what are you most excited about right now other than ending the show? In what I'm really most excited about is uh, the agency, Bummer and Lazarus. Um, it's just really growing and the team. the team's really leveling up and getting to a space where things are a lot more sustainable and yeah, I'm just really excited and thankful for the agency and what we're going to hopefully be doing the next six to 12 months. Like the next phase of Bummer and Lazarus, I think will be really fun. You started this organization called Bummer and Lazarus and it just cracks me up that you started something that like, Hey, what do you do? It's a bummer. <laughs> like, you know, like it's just really, are strange. you that surprised though, that the name of my agency is like, here's, is here's the insuffer- problem in, is insufferable. I'm going. I'm going to. Here's the problem, guys. Uh, before I tell you the problem, give me the two two sentence version of what Bummer and Lazarus is and does. I, elevator pitch, thirty seconds. We're a marketing agency for personality driven brands. Okay, so here's my here's my problem with yeah. Bummer. Bummer is just a weird name for any business, but it's yeah. a worse name for a business whose job it is to make other businesses look good, and your name is Bummer. What are you doing? <laughs> Dude, it's the bummer and the Lazarus. Like, who's more optimistic than a guy that's lived twice? Like, dude, you've died before. He like, had to every die meal. twice. Only person in history that had to die twice. Exactly. Kind of sucks, but <laughs> he's super optimistic. And then bummer. Anyways, it's named after two dogs from San Francisco who used to hang out with a crazy guy named Emperor, a guy who declared himself the Emperor of America. And Bummer and Lazarus were the two sidekicks, these two stray dogs that were like his biggest fans and hung out with him and supported him on his endeavors to make himself the Emperor of America. And so if you have a crazy dream, we'll be your Bummer and Lazarus. (laughs) If you want to declare yourself Emperor of America, you know who to call. Yeah, Um, we're really trying to we're really trying to work with Trump. Yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I, my joke answer remains. I just want this to be over. Yeah. Um, uh, I am most looking forward to So I just got back from that great trip to go see Father Anthony uh, yep. up in Pittsburgh. We had a great time. I am now most looking forward to, uh, at the begin end of July, beginning of August, I'm going to Georgia to lead worship for a life team camp for a week. I've never done anything with life team. Oh, and Cove I, Crest? Uh, Hidden Lake, the, ju- nice. the junior high one. Nice. So I'm really excited. I haven't done anything with life team before, and I'm Those really excited so to do fun. that. And also just getting back to, like, I have done a couple, just a couple of speaking events since COVID, but I haven't done any music stuff, and I'm, I'm mm. looking forward to it very much so. But we That's have cool. both joked, and then, you know, every joke has some seriousness in it. That we are ready for this to be over because we recorded one angry version of this and one uh, slightly less angry version of this. Um, so, Edmund, uh, how, you you have 87 different places you can send people now. Pick your favorite three. What do you want people to do? What are their action items? Subscribe to this, follow this, and go to this website. Yeah, go to bummerlazarus.co if you're a brand that wants to work with us. Go to Edmund Mitchell on YouTube, and all of our videos are there, and then Edmund Mitchell on Instagram. Awesome. Well, uh, you guys know where to find me. Forte Catholic everywhere. Taylor Schroll everywhere. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back next week with a co-host that doesn't drive me crazy. See ya! Thank you guys for watching or listening to today's show. Well, I guess if you watch, you also listen. It'd be weird if you just had us on mute for the whole hour. But if you did enjoy today's show, again, uh, just hit the subscribe button. 
and share it on social media and tag us at Forte Catholic on Twitter and Facebook at Taylor Stroll on Instagram and Twitter as well. Y'all have a great week. Peace.